welcome to episode 61 of the I Want More Comics podcast. I'm Richie. I'm Zach. I'm Sean. And we've only just begun. <laughs> uh, nice. <laughs> Excellent. With that sweet, somber voice, let's move into the news. The news. Okay. Ow, ow. <laughs> well, um, I'll save the best for last year. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, on Twitter just recently, Tom King and Jason Fabic both put up that uh, they're working with a secret writer and secret um, artist for a, a big project. Ooh. And uh, Stanley and Jack Kirby. What? No. 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 Oh. No. <laughs> um, and so everyone, so everyone is pretty sure that Jason Fabic and Tom King are going to be doing something together. Tom King's tweet was a Jason Fabic drawn page of a severed hand catching on fire and clenching its fist. Yes. That sounds like a really bad day. So, uh, like so my, my question for you guys <laughs> is, uh, what the See, hell could that I be? Every time I sit here across from him and he doesn't get derailed. Uh, I don't know what it means. I think. Do we have any ideas? Is that a Swamp Thing, Hellblazer, the Demon? Like, what is he gonna be doing next? With Tom King, I wouldn't put it past like the secret thing being something like maybe Secret Six or something crazy like that. Like, kind of putting it in there as well. Maybe they're writing and drawing a dude who starts on fire. Right. I mean, hit it. Like, <laughs> what's that DC the... guy you guys like? Firestorm or whatever the hell his <laughs> name is. Well, I like Firestorm. <laughs> I like him. Maybe it's that guy. That adds into the spang of the racks today. That's good. I like the the does. The really does. Uh, I, yeah, I just I saw this. I have no idea what it means, but it's Tom King writing it and Jason Fabic on art. Uh, I'm gonna buy I, it. I actually so. already sent them money. Yeah, I just, exactly. <laughs> just gave them five bucks. Be skeptical. Exactly. Yeah. Of course you what? will be. Of course. That is so unlike you. You're gonna be what? Of course you will be. I already sent money in the mail to Tom King. Oh, I took that. <laughs> oh, dang it. Excellent. I guess some more from us. Um. <laughs> This is a fun little uh, human, well, not fun, actually, kind of really sad. Um, <laughs> human, <laughs> human. What? That was a weird segue. Uh, okay, sorry, sorry. stop, reset, <laughs> go. <laughs> Here's a human interest story dealing with comic books. Oh. Uh, in Canada, the police are searching for somebody who stole $300,000 worth of comics uh, from someone's collection. In the collection was Amazing Fantasy 15, Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2, Giant Size X-Men, X-Men number 1, Avengers 4, and tons of other so key books. Not really good titles then. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Uh, so, uh, wow. how's that make you feel? That I mean, that's... Anytime you guys want to come check out my new uh, run of books I just got, uh, <laughs> you will feel free. This is going to be on the internet. That's fine. The I don't live in Canada. It's a joke. <laughs> yeah. Until they <laughs> if it until you build a bridge and get over it. Until some Mounties come. <laughs> I love oh, Mounties! <laughs> they okay. show up in there with their horses. Well, just, yeah, pretty sure. Pretty uh, sure I'm going to be okay. Asking where you're at. <laughs> is uh, is uh, Sean Naboot? <laughs> I'm an American. We're all psychos. I have and, guns. And Whatever. No, that's, that's good. <laughs> Only that he's saying this when he's about to flee the country. So yes, no, I'm exactly. absolutely fleeing the country. <laughs> uh, he actually left to go to Ireland. Yeah. Well, well. <laughs> let's. I've watched the TV show Detectives. <laughs> things go missing. He makes a joke and then he's gone. Interesting. Um, you mean he can't make jokes on the internet anymore? No. He gets taken out of con or context. What? And what? People blow it up to unrealistic proportions. No, that doesn't. All right. Ever. So the big news right. just came out. <laughs> Uh, today, this, I love the news. This is the this is the big news of today. So uh, we're going to be spoiling a part of Marvel Legacy number one, the one shot that they just brought out. Yes. So well, if first you have of all, not you read should it, all read it and give it a try. Yes. yes. This yes. is from me. This is from yes, Sean, who's Mr. Skeptical Pants. You should. You should definitely read up, it. And a DC fanboy, I'll say absolutely read it. I think it was great. Yeah, I, I say read it as well and check it out because I think it's it's setting up a lot of different stories. And again, as Richie and I were talking about earlier. If you care about certain things and read those books, and that's kind of the point of the 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 one shot is oh this is what's happening with Fantastic Four, this is what's happening with X Men, etc. etc. So just so you know, as of right now, spoilers. It's like Tic Tacs of Little Marble Happiness. Yes, mm -hmm. just as of right now, spoilers. We're going to talk about it in three, two, one. Wolverine the original comes back to life. Yes, uh, he breaks out of his adamantium shell, which looked like a walnut, which made <laughs> me laugh. <laughs> I really um, hope someone actually just went. <laughs> Crack. Crack. I was like, um, and he is back. So, um, what do we think about that? How do we, uh, you know? Uh, well, it's entirely possible he has another artifact within his. Yes, body. he has an yeah. Infinity Stone. He does, which is interesting. 
I thought it was great. I, I thought an amazing introduction. Again, not much to tell. Just hey, he's here, which is kind of. I the only thing I really did like was the foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure we'll talk about it next week when we get into it because it'll probably be somebody's pick. But yeah, um, earlier in the book, somebody says, um, um, you know, it's really weird. I keep getting chased by this uh, beer truck. By this <laughs> beer truck. <laughs> yeah, and it's just a throwaway line in the beginning, and you're like, okay. And then at the very end, or when he shows up, yeah, he's driving a beer truck. <laughs> that was good. Um, so I'll tell you that I'm not. Hey, spoilers! I haven't read it yet. What? Well, we said countdown. <laughs> exactly. What? I, what? I didn't hear that. You don't hear half the things we say because exactly. you're not worth listening to. <laughs> that is not. <laughs> wow, well, that's, that's just hurtful awful. and mean. So anyway, back on topic with yes. the Marvel. Uh, I wanted to say that I was interested. I'm not like deep into the Marvel U, sure. but I will say that I am interested to find out what the hell happened to Phil Coulson. Oh yeah, what the hell is that about? Yep, not cool. Yep, somebody. Uh, yep, something bad happened to him. Um, as well a, spoil that too. Just spoiled everything else. As a as a hardcore Deadpool shot him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, as a hardcore, not my film. Uh, I don't it's probably I, a Fury robot. I don't really I talk so. about it a lot in um, in anything because there really hasn't been anything out there, and there's not many uh, fans of the Fantastic Four out there. But I love the Fantastic Four. If you want me to pick uh, one of my favorite things about Marvel, I think Doctor Doom and the Thing are two of the greatest characters Marvel has ever produced. That's my opinion. But I don't talk about it because well, they've been absent for years now. Um, I'm, and I mean, like, is this Dr. with their Doom's own been books? Iron Man for a while, yeah, and he has that. been, yeah, yeah. Um, which a lot of people are uh, have been really enjoying. So yeah. the big thing for me in Legacy was um, setting up some of the Fantastic Four stuff because they are, yeah, and it just made me really excited about Marvel Two and One, which is going to be the Thing and Johnny Storm book, yeah. And uh, before I was like, oh well, it's them. I'll support them. I'll support anything that has to do with Fantastic Four because I like them. But I, now I've seen the little uh, preview with artwork by Jim Chung. You know that's awesome. So, uh, but I love classic Wolverine. It's good having the old Wolverine back. Old Man Logan was cool for a little while, but for the it's been three years since they killed Wolverine. Three has three it been years. That long? Yes, oh my it God. has. Um, and like yesterday. Doesn't it? It does. And and so when I read an article and they said it's been three years since they killed Wolverine, I went, what? And then reading him in there, I'm like, yeah, it's definitely a different character. Old Man Logan was fun. I didn't hate it. Some people did, but I really kind of thought it was fun. But I want old Wolverine back, Absolutely. and I'm happy that he he is. Um, so I really enjoyed the 3000 BC Avengers. That was pretty cool. I, I will. I was skeptical, yeah. but then after I saw it, I went, "Ah, oh, Jason Aaron, he's yeah. he's doing well." It was good. Um, okay, it's uh, a great book. Yeah, pick. Uh, ch- Sorry check if it we out. ruined it all for you, but yeah, but check it out. <laughs> check it out. Well, we'll talk about it more. I'll have read it before this gets posted. Yes, and Should. also there's a lot more to it than just that. Oh, yeah. it's an oversized book. There are like uh, eighteen different little eight page stories. Yeah, something, something like that. Yes. Yeah. So, so we just talked about like three. You and I are gonna have to sit down and talk about the kids. Yes, because I got nothing. I remember them existing. Just, you don't know about them? I don't know. Oh, yeah, Jonathan Hickman really, really excelled with those people. Um, he's kind of the ones who made them who they are. Nice. But anyway, um, okay, and also, uh, just really quickly, I'll do this in about 30 seconds. Let's see if I can do it. Uh, we have uh, our Wednesday night and Friday night uh, stream sales from 6 to uh, 8 p.m. <laughs> Mountain Time every week. We also have a book club on the second to last and the last Thursday of every month. The second to last is a manga book club. The last is a regular comic book club. Uh, right now we're going through Dragon Ball Z. We're on uh, the three-in-one number four. And this week, uh, after you hear this, uh, we would have done Day Tripper. The next book club that we're going to be doing is Midnight Nation by uh, J. Michael Straczynski Ooh. and Gary Frank. Good uh, book. So uh, that's going to be the next one that we're going to be doing for October. Um and uh, uh, check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and all that good stuff. Yep. I will also throw in that we run every Wednesday and Friday a stream sale on Facebook Live. Yes. I did that at the beginning, Uh, but I missed it. (laughs) Well, you really weren't listening. (laughs) Yeah, he wasn't. Dude, I was listening, and I don't listen to you guys at all. (laughs) I was staring at him, staring at his wrist like he had a watch, but he didn't have a watch, and I was (laughs) fascinated by it. That's the timing. So You've never seen that. You never seen that. You ever seen somebody go? Oh, uh, it's about uh, time for you to be quiet, like that, right there. To you, Richie. Anyway. 
Oh, we should probably move on to Picks of the Week, is what you're looking at me for. There you go. <laughs> I'm not the host of this week, Richie. <laughs> Thank you. So, why don't we start with yes. a man that probably won't be here for the next podcast? Oh, that's true. It's going to be you and I. Yeah. I know. There's not going to be anybody here to keep you wow. guys on track. I know. Good luck for all those listeners. <laughs> so, so, I think Richie and I should just make uh, maybe the next what episode. What you should do is do an all-independent one. There you With go. just you two. And just frustrate you? No, not me at all. I won't even listen to this shit. <laughs> well, I was going to say that, yeah. Anyway. Yes. I don't listen to, I listen to you guys talk all day. Why the hell would I want to come back and listen to you talk on a podcast? I don't I even feel, like I you. I feel the love right now. Shut up. <laughs> what was your pick from last week? Little book called Invincible, number 140. If you haven't guessed this by now, <laughs> just like us, that we enjoy the rebirth, this book keeps, Invincible it's, is... Dude, it's, so it starts out, and like the entire book started out... Kind of like, okay, this is kind of interesting take on a superhero book. And then you get towards the end of the first arc, and you're like, holy crap, what happened? <laughs> and then it hooks you. And then you think, okay, there's no way it can get better. And then the book just continually gets better. And that's where it's at now. It's just, it never, it never lets game. me down, man. This nope. book is just amazing. And watch, going to break his heart now. And there's Four an, issues left. I know, I know. Wow. It's, it, it feels Doesn't like it's suck. coming too fast. And I know it's a monthly yeah. book, but it feels like it's coming at me like, it's so fast. Oh my God, <laughs> Stop I can it. slow down. <laughs> well, Turn just, off warp speed. <laughs> well, it did just feel like a couple months ago that he said he was ending it. And now it's like, oh, it's going to end. I'm like, yeah. whoa, man, that's weird. Well, in this I issue. that Wolverine has gone for three mm-hmm. years. Time is nothing to me. <laughs> Time's relative. Yeah. But in this issue, and spoilers real quick for all you listening, there is an epic fight. Did you read it? Well, you're going to get spoiled now. Sorry, brother. That's fine. So there's an epic fight that happens on the sun. Mm-hmm. On the sun. No, that's pretty cool. So <laughs> that's like three quarters of the comic book is this uh, this crazy-ass fight. And and it's internal dialogue, a lot of it from Mark, right? about what's going on. That's but weird. it's it's worth Fantastic. its weight, man. This this book is amazing. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you haven't read it, if you have never read this book, Seriously, I don't care if you torrent it. Go to the library and, and rent the right. stupid thing. Buy it at your local comic book shop. Stab your friend to take it from him. Whatever you got to do, yeah. just read the book. It <laughs> it's a really, really good book. In yes, and uh, yes, exactly. I um, attack dogs. <laughs> Bite your ankles. <laughs> they're small dogs and they're adorable. But anyway, um, once Invincible is over, uh, we've already talked about it. You probably yes. heard about it on the podcast. We will do a whole episode to um, Invincible and uh, the legacy that it leaves behind it's once it's in the old stuff. <laughs> yeah. So. Just going to be holding the candle. Yeah, so you have a little Sean, while. you want to say anything? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you have a little while to catch up if you have not, but but seriously, all three of us um, totally agree. Pick it up. Start right now. With and the end of this, I feel like it's going to be a unique thing in comic book history because this it really feels like if you were to end... Like a Batman saga or, uh, yeah, or something, you know? Something that, that's well, that well done. Well, right. it's and it's like if uh, Spider-Man went to 140 issues. And or 44 said, issues. Well, we're done. We're not done. telling Spider-Man stories. And, yep. What? what? Yep. Not canceled. Just decided to end. Just and decided yeah. to end. Write an end to a, a, a story. Exactly. And yes, we are comparing Invincible to Spider-Man. Yes, he is that uh, oh, cool of a character. He hung out with Spider-Man in the Marvel U. Yes, he's, he's was very writing. annoyed by their when names. When Kirkman was writing with... With uh, a force for Marvel Comics, he yep. did Marvel Team Up. Yep. And in one of the ep- one of the issues, Mark gets kicked out of his universe and gets kicked into the Marvel universe yeah. and ends up spending the day with Spider Man until he gets kicked back into his. He that act, that happened. If uh, that, those books are out there. Yeah, if I remember, he's also he has a snippet with Batman as well. He can't get over their names because he's like, oh yeah, they, it's that too did on happen. point. Why right? you're, you're, a, you're a man and you dress up like a bat, so your name is Batman? I don't... Is <laughs> yeah. that really? And he was talking about Spider-Man with the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> you dress up like yeah. a spider and you... So, uh, yeah, the artwork is incredible, the writing's incredible, pick up Invincible. You're probably going to hear this again for the next four issues, too. Yeah, so They just don't... They're just, they're just good. It's just a very good book, I agree. Okay. It's my heart. Yep. All right, uh, Richie, yeah, what, so, what's, what'd you pick? I was worried that Sean was going to pick this. It was a second close. Because it was, it was real close. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to bring attention to Bloodshot Salvation. Oh, uh, yeah. It's new title. Um, and uh, Jeff Lemire wrote it. Oh, come on. Louis LaRosa, the illustrator on it. And it is... Kenneth Rockford did the cover. It is fire. The whole thing. The book's rock and roller. Yeah. Oh, it's good stuff. I So when I first started browsing through it, I thought, oh, this has a Logan feel to it. It's very... Mm-hmm. Like, if you enjoyed the movie Logan, 
Yeah, and uh, <laughs> to me, there's I'm not a huge Bloodshot fan. I haven't actually read him, dove yeah. into his world or anything like that. So I was really interested to if, see if this was Check a jumping on point. Yes, it absolutely is. Yeah. You don't need to know anything about Bloodshot. It kind of gives you some things. Like I found out, like when he gets angry, <laughs> when he gets angry. He turns all gray. I thought that that was his state at all times, but mm-hmm. no, it's when he gets pissed off. The nanites kind of take over and they make him kind of want to do stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's there's an interesting story of legacy in here, and I really You're like two. Yeah, I like the arrow timelines going yeah, on here because there's an arrow esque story about where they start you here, but they keep going backwards to kind of bring you up to the point, mm-hmm. and uh, it. It seems like a lot of focus is going to be on his daughter and uh, his estranged wife. So no, they're still they've been they've still been together. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, look so, at that art. <laughs> so look at that art. Yeah, the, the work in the, this book is pretty incredible. Well, and again, um, something else I pointed out when people were looking at it is uh, if you checked out the Exo Man of War, it's the same quality in paper and the oh, same yeah. quality it's, in. It's the next. Oh, I forget what they call them, but they're like a. It's a series that they have that where they really dedicate the time to the comic book itself. Yes. And I, I appreciate it so much. Yes. Just holding this comic, it feels great. It feels good. It I, feels good. Yep. I, the artwork is great. I like having great. it in my collection. It's solid. Yeah. And it was a good story, man. I, I'm glad that yeah, because at the end of the last run, kind of got it slowed down as far as the fire went for me a right. little bit, and this one just flames right back up. Man. Yeah, it just brings it right back. I up. mean, it's Jeff Lemire. It was the way that Sean was talking about it that I was like, all right, I gotta jump in on it, and yeah. it didn't disappoint. It was it's vicious, it's heartwarming, and it's mysterious <clears throat> all at the same time, and I can't wait to it's see like where talking it... to your mom. What? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Yeah, no. You might be right. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that's offensive or not. Is that offensive? No, I don't know. That's really funny. Uh, yeah, um, I just knew there was and, a mom joking. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, and again, um, Valiant has just been putting out some quality stuff, and Jeff Lemire is an awesome writer. Right. Uh, and again, the, once again, it's just another drop in the bucket for Jeff Lemire, where I'm like, do something wrong, man. Just. Write something where I'm kind of like meh about it. I can't. I love everything he puts He's out. He's been putting out. I agree with you. So, um, I got a review from somebody about uh, Sweet Tooth. Actually, interesting. Right? They, they said it was. He gets. He got towards the end, and he was like, "Just get over it already." I can't remember who I talked to about it now. Interesting. But they they wanted it to just wrap up, and they thought it took too long to wrap up. Interesting. It's only forty issues, man. <laughs> There's only 40 issues. You understand that most people's attention spans nowadays is limited to the 10 minute clickbait that they watch on their phone. I guess. Yes, I guess. And and also. Or to 10 s- second, I actually should say. Yeah. Not 10 minute. But. Well, the only reason why I wanted to end was so that all the horrible things would stop happening to all those horrible <laughs> kids. Or right. the, those innocent kids, I should say. Not horrible. The horrible things happening to the innocent kids. That's why I wanted to wrap up because I couldn't read it month in, month out anymore. And the more depravity it went into. Um. <laughs> Well, he, but, I yeah, the I love was he was re- they were reading it as a trade. Okay. So they were plowing through it, and it got oh, to yeah. the point where, like, yeah, this is whatever. But they said that the wrap up was good. At the end, they liked a lot, but it was just that last like chunk of trade before the end. Interesting. So they felt like they right. were going too long. I was just like, okay, <laughs> interesting, interesting take. So that's that was from a, somebody else who's reading Lemire, one of our right. one mm-hmm. of our. Uh, I like it. So. That's why I like hearing other people. It fascinates me sometimes. I'm I do. Like, it's inter- well, it is interesting to me when people come up like they'll talk about what we talked about as our as our picks. Yeah, and they'll come up and talk to me about it. And be like, yeah, I really liked this and I liked this, but I didn't like this book. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, there's That's just that, suggestions that and stuff we like. Point. And it's it's kind of cool to get <clears throat> feedback and hear what people think about well, what we're it, reading and why yeah. we like it. Is, it is also very interesting, and this is something that I mean, we're going on a little bit of a tangent, but one of the things that Richie and I, yeah. Oh. One of the things that Richie and I always have an interesting discussion about is how much people don't care about supporting characters. Right. You know, when 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 we read a comic book, we go, "Oh, it's a Batman comic book, so cool." Commissioner Gordon's in here, and yeah. and uh, you know whoever, uh, um, you know whoever Alfred's in this, great. But a lot of people, Ragman came in, yeah, whatever. <laughs> And, and we just roll with it, but a lot of people go, oh, I didn't like that issue, and we say, well, why didn't you like this certain issue? There wasn't enough Batman in it. 
We're like, well, it's all about, you know, Alfred mm-hmm. and what he does. He goes, I, I read Batman for Batman. It's super interesting reading or hearing about what people read and not read about. Oh, I love when people don't want to buy an annual yeah, one, that one shot. Yeah. Because they don't want any extra books besides the title they're collecting, even though that is the start of an entire is, yeah. arc. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, you're, you're not going to buy this yeah. to start off the... That's currently with the Marvel All right. Series. And I just, you're just going <laughs> to go... Okay, that's cool. No, yeah, there's some people who are there's just like... There's a whole lot of setup in this, and it's gonna you're going to be lost, but that's cool. And he's like, no, I'll figure it out. Okay, you're good. <laughs> yeah, no, there's some people who are like, I just get uh, part three of the uh, storyline. Speaking of tie-ins, what about your pick? Zach? Yes, so my pick. Um, I, uh, <laughs> I, had to, uh, I had to pick this because, as you've seen um, or heard in past... Uh, Episodes. I really love the Flash comic from uh, Rebirth. Mm-hmm. I think that Joshua Williamson um, has been just killing it on Flash. Well, my pick is uh, Batman: The Red Death, number one, the one shot uh, to, to metal. Yeah. And this is going to be about uh, Batman: The Red Death, which is going to be the fusion of Flash and Batman in an alternate mm-hmm. timeline. He's one of the Dark Knights yes. that shows up in metal. They call and him Flashman then. They no, they call him Red Death. They call him Red Death. And Last so, again, this is uh, written by Joshua Williamson, who I absolutely <laughs> love. And then the art is by the exact same artist who did uh, most of the Flash run from Rebirth. Yeah. Uh, Carmine D. Gendemomentio. Which you and I have talked about before, about how his artwork could struggle in other places, but we think works perfectly, perfectly for Flash. the Flash. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, and this was uh, a super fun take on how does... A Batman Flash get together. Uh, how does that happen? Uh-huh. Batman goes crazy on the in this. Ties the so a lot of Flash. this has to do with the Metal Universe yes. and uh, the Dark Universe. And the Dark Universe is made up of Earths uh, <clears throat> with not multiple um, choices or parallel choices. It's actually failures yes. or mistakes that shouldn't happen. So the Earths are created based on a, a clinical error of story, like an idea, a dark thought. Yes. And they're supposed to dissipate. And that's kind of the story, that's the overarching story of Metal. Yes, and in this world... In this uh, world, it's Flash and Batman. Yes, and Batman uh, says, <laughs> oh, hey, I realize that with the Flash powers, you can go back in time and change things, a la um, Flashpoint, you know, save right. uh, Barry's mom. Well, he's like, I'm going to do that with my parents. Why so won't I'll... you hook me up with your speed force so I can save my parents? Exactly, and Flash says that's not good, that's, you know... That's, <laughs> that's a bad idea. That's a bad idea. <laughs> that's not how that works. Well, this Batman in this world doesn't care. And, yeah, he uh, takes it as a personal slight. Like, yep, we're friends. Why wouldn't you let me do this? Exactly. And uh, yeah, man, to, save the cheerleader, save the world. Right. What the hell? That's right. <laughs> and decides to take it into his own hands. Uh, mm-hmm. They fuse to become the Red Death, and he just becomes a um, crazy uh, psychopathic. This dude. thing's fantastic because he takes him through the time force. Uh, in a in a wicked way, I'll try not to give it away. But yeah. uh, what happens is they actually meld together with the force, the, the speed force, the speed force, and yeah. become one entity. The way that they write it in here is fantastic. The inner yeah. monologue I yeah. love, and the really cute thing that because I'm a huge fan of that stuff, especially in Flash. It seems to happen with Flash a lot, like the bat kite, which is one of my favorite oh, things. Yeah, so you yeah, have to strap onto him with like yes. <laughs> a grappling hook. Yes, uh, but because inst- all of the Flashes have a unique. Uh, beam line, so one of them, uh, like reverse flashes, is yellow. Flashes yes. is red. Death is black. Red death is actually little bats, yes. little hyper bats that float behind him as he runs around the town. Yes, exactly. Uh, they show up in the regular Rebirth universe. Start um, harassing uh, uh, our Flash, our Flash, and uh, Wally and um, Iris, and. Uh, you get a uh, guest appearance by one of my favorite, um, which we'll talk about in uh, in uh, <laughs> the spinning the racks. Yes, it's just a, just a really well done one shot. All these one shot, I didn't know what to expect from these one shots. I was gonna pick them up because I'm a DC fanatic and I was gonna get them anyway. But my hopes have risen considerably after this first one and the second one that just came out uh-huh. because they have good artists, good writers, and again, and they're a lot of fun. We talked about Valiant's presentation. This presentation is just as good. They're oh, yeah, the metallic. The, they have a metallic look. Again, thick comic, great to hold, fantastic to look at. When you buy it, they actually you gave us buttons button. to you give get away. A button. yep. Exactly. Brilliant. Like, just brilliant. 
So, um, yeah, so if you've not picked up Metal, highly recommend it. If you have picked up just, like, the main book and don't know about these tie-ins, um, I highly recommend these uh, Dark Knights one-shots because I think they're going to be a ton of fun. This first one was, and uh, I will definitely be more excited to pick up the rest. Mm-hmm. Great, great choices. So with that, we'll slide right into our Spinning the Racks. Wow. Spinning the Racks! Spinning the racks. Spinning the racks, y'all. All right. So, uh, what was what was our topic tonight? Rick? So, spinning the racks. Uh, we we've talked about a lot of things that we enjoy. A lot of characters. A lot of people hear us talk about independence, things like that. And I was thinking the other day. Uh, I can't remember what it came up, but Booster Gold came up. Yes. And I love Booster Gold. Yes. And I realized I haven't really expressed that, and that's because he doesn't come up, come up that often as he is a B character. A B character being <clears throat> characters that are, are not seen in the mainstream light all the time. Or you, you can't find a real ongoing title of theirs that goes for more than six months, you know? Sure. Uh, and there are many characters like that, and in in a way, B and C, B and below characters uh, can can kind of uh, create better stories because you can get away with more. A lot of the mainstream or your A list characters, your Supermans, your Batmans, your Iron Mans, sure. your Spider Mans, yep. they have a strict uh, writing policy. A lot of them come with a lot of hangups. Of yeah. Rules and- this is what the character is, <laughs> right. this is what the character represents, and you right. can't really stray out of this. Mm-hmm. And, yes. and and that list does manipulate, but not by a ton. Whereas your B characters that were created at a time where... Get a little more freedom. Yeah, you can... You know, nothing is selling on this character. Let's give him a quirk. Let's yes. let's change him up and see if someone will buy because of this or that. Yep. And some of those pr- provide the best stories on the planet. So yes. I was thinking that we should talk about some of our favorite B to Z list characters. characters. That, sure, <laughs> the people that we love, and whenever they show up, we're excited about them. But yeah. but uh, they don't. They're not in every comic book one every month or whatever. <laughs> right. Yes, yeah, I totally get it. Um, so let's start it off with Booster Gold because it's one of yours and mine. It is, yes. Um, uh, I got introduced, of course, and you may have heard this on the stream sale or may have heard this on the podcast, but uh, 52 was my big... Um, yes. Was, Coming out party. Yeah, that was the thing that made me really... Um, uh, 52 was the thing that made me realize, and I think this was the point of it, all the, how great the any, DC universe... Yeah, any other characters could possibly yes. be. Yes, correct. Um, so. And so pretty much everybody who's in 52 I love. I'm not going to talk about them all here. Right. But, you know, we're talking um, Adam Strange, uh, Animal Man, uh, uh, Booster Gold, uh, The Question, mm-hmm. uh, Batwoman. Right. Um, she was actually the, created there. Yep, yep. she was actually created uh, in 52. Um, uh, Elongated Man. Yeah, um, yep. you know, just like I said, the list is huge because that book was fifty-two issues long. Yeah. The Adam, <laughs> Firestorm, yep, yeah. yep, Firestorm, yep, exactly. So, uh, but Booster Gold, uh, I was introduced there, really fell in love with him, loved you know what was going on there, and then I decided to um, check out his series that mm-hmm. they gave him mm-hmm. that Jeff Johns wrote, which I still think has one of the best single issues ever. Okay, in comics, um, issue ten, okay, of Booster Gold. Where you find out who Booster Gold's father is? Mm, yes, that was one of that's the one of the only times I've read a comic book that was actually shocked. You know, mm-hmm. um, artwork by Dan Jurgens, who I've always loved, and then I went back and I read Booster the Gold created by Dan Jurgens. Yep, yep, Bo- Booster Gold created by Dan Jurgens, and uh, I read the older stuff and his stuff in JLI, the Bahaha era. Anytime he's around, you know, he got beat yeah, up like by the, Doomsday. I like all the JLI stuff. Yeah, uh, he's a fantastic character. Um, my favorite part about the character is his willingness to kind of... It is a very vanilla Deadpool to me, where he accepts that he's a superhero, and he kind of has banter about the situation. Sure. And yeah, uh, Doesn't he come from a future where it's all marketing? Yeah, yeah. well, he, is, how, he you, himself you is a yourself. failed quarterback in the yeah. future that comes back in time after stealing a relic from a museum, yes. and then tells everybody that he's a, a superhero in his time. But yes. use, just using future technology, and he's, he really he's creating. A but the the, the thing so. the thing right. the thing that I love, and I've said this before, using a lot of the um, um, things I love that Jeff Johns and some of the other writers is is that they took what some people feel about him and they used it for his character. Oh, 
because a lot of people say, oh, Booster Gold is just a, you know, he's a nobody. And so in the universe, a lot of people treat him as like a nobody. Correct. But at the end of the day, he really is a hero. And so that's where you get that, that's where you get that flavor in a comic or from a character in the DC universe of somebody who nobody respects uh-huh. that, uh, I shouldn't say nobody, but most people don't respect him. They just go, you're a guy who flies around and, and um, you're just doing this for marketing. But at the end of the day, he really does want to be a hero. He really does want to um, do uh-huh. good. And you as the reader know that. And but, so that's why you love him. Because he gets just... Right. And, and, and he doesn't fight it anymore. But even relata- more relatable, he wants to be Batman and Superman. He does. He absolutely wants that attention. He does. And he wants to be the good guy. But he also wants to be like the good guy. People go, oh, look, it's Batman and Booster Gold and Superman. Yes. And have his name with that. Yes. So he's almost a B character that knows he's a B character. Yes, exactly. And that's the fun part about yes, it. it yes, it is. Yes, um, it is. Uh, and then to, then to further add into Jeff Johns, turning him into something so important during that era... And and future and also has an excellent story about Booster Gold, um, and those two combined that make him like super important to the timeline. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy. Yeah, and absolutely. It being super surprising and things like that. So yes, just a a great minuscule character that you know knows his place, and I love that. Absolutely, Sean. What about you? Let's hear one of yours. Wow. Well, so quickly looking over our list here, it's it surprised yeah. me that a lot of people think Daredevil is a B list character. A lot of people do, yes. Yes. That's interesting to me. I don't when, I agree when you, with you. When you're but able to carry your own title for as many, <laughs> many years, years as that yeah. character has, I, I don't know that I consider him a B-list so, character. So, so, so I definitely agree with you, so, but that is kind of how he's looked at. Because that's my boy. I love Frank, I love uh, Daredevil, but you're right. A lot of people, um, a lot of people don't put him... They go Cap, Iron Man, Thor, Spider-Man. And to be fair, X-Men. I would have put Iron Man below Daredevil many years ago. I agree with you. But then <laughs> but then with the it's movies, now yeah. he's... It's just interesting to me. It is interesting. Because, yeah. Yes. yeah, I was looking at, just kind of quickly looking at lists just to see what people right. thought B-list characters were. Mm-hmm. Well, and yeah. if that one truly is a B-list character in most people's he's, minds... Then he's the greatest B-list character like, of all time. <laughs> well, yeah. well, you can carry your own comic book for 380 issues. Yeah. I don't know how I you're a B-list well, character. Then, yeah. I wouldn't call you a B-list character either. Yeah. You know, and then have a volume two and a volume three on right. top of that. Yeah, no. It just blows me away. Um, I would consider somebody like Swamp Thing more of a B-list character. Okay. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. I would you know, say that, yes. Or, or possibly even Animal Man. Mm-hmm. Both characters I, I truly sure. love. I love Swamp Thing. Yeah. Um, I love the fact that it started out as a horror book and then turned into something completely different. <laughs> right. And, you know, the examination of what an actual hero, mm-hmm. what it represents and is mm-hmm. from the Alan Moore days and all that. Yep. Um, I don't know. Those Boy, th- did Alan Moore... Just take that character on a ride. Oh, yeah. Swamp Thing. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Almore created Hel- uh, John Costley Hellblazer as well. Yeah. In that run. Yep. Mm-hmm. There's another B list character. Yeah. Which, so good. Uh, A list in my heart, mother. Oh, <laughs> well, no, and that's another love one. John he ran Costing. for 300 issues I love in, in Hellblazer. Mm-hmm. So is that really a B list character? Well, and, and, I, I mean, I know there was only like four people well, buying and, the thing at the time. <laughs> and honestly, it's, it's, it's one of those things where. Um, I think that when you brought this up, Richie, yeah. I totally understand I what you're saying. most of my wheelhouse yeah. of characters I like he, sure. are predominantly what we, you people would consider B-list characters. Yeah. Well, but that's the thing is that, I, is that I don't think that being a B-list or, or whoever is a um, knock on a character. I don't it think it's not. a slight. I, I think I it th- actually do, has to do with popularity. More I th- right. Yes, exactly. I think it. I think so. it's a, um, if, if you have a Superman pajama set and a Hellblazer pajama set, <laughs> how many are you going to sell? Right. Um, and the Superman mm-hmm. one will sell more than the Hellblazer one. Right. Sure. Well, Superman but, is iconic. And yes, exactly. And right. But that doesn't make Hellblazer, who's one of my top five favorite characters Any of less. all time. No. Well, in Hellblazer, so. when you start getting into, like, possible religious oh, type things, yes, exactly. people get real Not, not a lot that. of people, yes. <laughs> so. And he's not really a... Um, Goody two shoes. Uh, you should try and grow up to no. be like uh, oh, John no. Constantine. No, he's, kind he's of a very much an anti-hero, like along the lines of maybe the Punisher. Not so right. much as killing everybody. Just yes, exactly. The ends to a means are going but, to justify but, what he's doing. Yeah, but <laughs> so. going. Yeah, but I mean Hellblazer. Uh, yeah, that's definitely one for Sean and I. Um, you have he has a full run of Hellblazer. Complete full run. I have. I'm missing twelve issues, I believe. Last time I looked well, at my. That's, list. Well, that's why I said like before I opened the so. comic book store, I had old slot at another comic book store and. One of the books I always got was Hellblazer, okay. and I looked at the pull list one time, and it was seriously four people. <laughs> like there, nobody bought that book. So then, finding then, back issues of that book is ridiculous. 
Yes, yes and then and then I came along, <laughs> and I was and he was five, five people. <laughs> and I was five. He told me this when I first met him, and he's like, "I'm like, I'm gonna add it to my slot." It was one of the only books I actually added when I first began. It was like Batman, Superman, Justice League, Hellblazer, right. um, back in the back in the old days. So, uh, but yes, yeah, so I always buy Hellblazer, and no matter what iteration, I don't care if it has Hellblazer in it. I'm buying it. So. Well, and I do too. Although ever since the original run of Hellblazer stopped. It's, I miss the Vertigo stuff. It's yeah. been uh, more difficult to be a fan of this character because he's so watered down from what he actually used to be. Yeah, like he, he used to be just gritty well, and dark that's what and I was awesome. About with, like, that and now, change. yeah, now with the new Fifty Two, after that had happened, they really yeah. they wanted to make him a main character, right. like a mainstay, a mainstream. Yes, they, they really, really pushed for it. They super did. They and even put I, him I give him kudos show. for that, yeah. but he's not ever going to. be He's that a French character. character. He he's, definitely he, is a French yeah, character. He's you have to be not into that. Be accepted. Yeah, and you have to be into that kind of storytelling and that sort of a character. And I think they've done a lot better with uh, Rebirth. Well, there were such amazing writers to, on the Hellblazer run that wrote him. Just like you every, go down every, the list. Yeah, everybody you can think of. <laughs> Graham Morrison, uh, Garth Ennis. Um, Warren Ellis, mm-hmm. uh, uh, actually, uh, Paul Jenkins, mm-hmm. uh, who's actually who did some really good stuff there. Um, you have uh, uh, Brian Azzarello. I think Azzarello was the one that everybody got pissed about. A lot of people, well, because because and this he tried is true. To go more sleight of hand than he did. Yeah, well, he was also the first American to ever write yeah. uh, Hellblazer. Everyone else before that had been uh, British. Surprising um, Azzarello around conflict. That's interesting. That's yes. <laughs> that's not like him at yes. all. Um, and then Peter Milligan um, did a what I thought was a great run. Uh, some people didn't enjoy it, but he was finishing up the whole run, so he was, you know, tying some stuff up. But yeah, I love some. Those are great. Some. But that's not constant. There's a bunch more people. That oh, there's a ton. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> we don't have enough time in, in this hour podcast to talk about everybody. Yeah. So we're just going to try and talk, you know, really but quickly. I mean, I about jumped like the thing four I characters like, right yeah. there. Sure. But yeah. the thing I but, like about these is that this also creates a concept of what other podcasts you can do. We could do a Hellblazer podcast. We, I think we should. Easily. You know? I think we should. And, and the, that's, that's something it. I'd love to do. Um, yes. Uh, what about you? What I'm going to throw out real quick, that, and it's not really shocking, but I do love all of the outsiders of Batman okay. and the Outsiders. Geo Force is one of my absolute favorites. All right, all right. And, uh... How'd you feel when you got his throat cut? I did not like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but I do like, um, Batman's, like, secret force behind sure. the Justice League sure. kind of thing. And, uh, Metamorpho, Black Lightning, uh, Katana, all of these... he just has trust issues. Yeah. I liked, I liked all of these characters because they all had unique aspects to themselves and, um, I'm, for one, super excited about Black Lightning's new t- television oh, series. Oh, yep. I like again, and this is because this, the character itself can be manipulated more so than Batman himself could in a TV show. You can kind of change him up because people don't hold the standards as much to them. Yeah, exactly. And you can take risks like you did with a Hellblazer to turn him into a Constantine, you know, and see if that works. And if it doesn't, then you can change him again, and it doesn't affect that. Um, sure. And the Outsiders were a perfect example of that. They're just a full conglomerate of things that changed and manipulated, and it never really bothered me in that aspect. Okay, I gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, uh, let me jump to uh, I'll jump to a Marvel character yes. because we just we just kind of talked to it about uh, one of the characters who I just absolutely love. I own his first appearance. I buy anything that he shows up in, and I'm super stoked about the new book, uh, Spirits of Vengeance. Because he is in it, and uh, that's going to be Blade. Mm. Uh, I've always loved Blade. I think that his um, Blade. Uh, yeah, and and I'll and I um I was introduced to him. I'm sure a lot of people were with the Wesley Snipes movie. Yeah, and I loved that movie growing up. Um, and when I found out, you know, of course, he's based on comic book and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, totally got into him there. Remembered him from the uh, Spider-Man animated series. He showed yes. up a couple times there. And uh, I just think that his backstory and who he is as a character is just awesome. Uh, Bendis recently used him in one issue of The Defenders. He helped uh, Luke Cage out. Yeah. And uh, and again, and this is going to be a perfect example of, do I think that Blade should have his own series all the time, 100 issues? I don't think so. I think that he is fantastic as a... Um, as a uh, side character that mm-hmm. shows up and helps out, I think they should do more with him. That's why I'm half excited with the These spirits of vengeance. These characters are perfect for like six issue miniseries. Yes, yes. Uh, when their stories come up, a lot of like how the 
Star Wars Marvel Universe does. Yes. You know? Yes, and, and um, just his backstory, the way that his, uh, uh, you know, just the way that his um, world is and how he's part of the Marvel Universe, but he's part of this weird underbelly that not even mm-hmm. the superheroes, not even the street-level superheroes get to, because mm-hmm. it's in that uh, super supernatural yeah. kind of thing. Um uh, and funny enough, I just realized I really like characters that fight supernatural. Yeah. I really just, I just <laughs> put just that together. I just clicked, <laughs> just clicked for me right here as we're talking about this. I'm like, <laughs> he fights evil demons and stuff. So does Constantine. <laughs> and I really like uh, things like that. Wow, okay. Wow. Uh, that's, so, I've came to that realization about ninjas here, so that's fine. Yeah, that's, that's a place of learning. It's okay, fine. all right. So, um,. So guys who fight demons, uh, big fan of, yeah. uh, and so vampires. So Etrigan then is a good one for you. I do like Etrigan okay. the demon. Yeah. yeah. Well, I like most. I mean, hmm? most of Jack Kirby's creations. I just yeah. I'm well, down with that. Yeah. I was going exactly. to say one we can talk about that almost doesn't feel like he's a B character because of right now, but Mr. Miracle. Oh yeah. Well, is huge right now, sure. and he is a B character. He's not. But this is a perfect. He's a perfect example of what I'm describing. Yes. You have Mr. Miracle who has a set sort of characteristics. But you can do whatever you want with him. Yes, and that's what Tom King's doing. And Tom King has taken that to the limit. Yes, and and let's just all be honest here. Uh, many months ago, when they announced they're going to do a Mister Miracle twelve issue miniseries, a lot of things that we heard around the shop and we talked about, you know, is uh, who's going to care? Uh, yeah, um, um, twelve issues—that's a long run. Right. Uh, Mister Miracle, who's going to pick it up? Other than hardcore DC fanboys like myself, mm-hmm. who'll buy pretty much anything DC. But, you know, how is Joe Schmo, who buys Spider-Man, going to pick up Mr. Miracle? Yeah, That's but, pretty hard. Uh, yeah, you know. it's a difficult thing to do. And then Tom King and them come out, and it is the hottest, one of the hottest <laughs> books in the industry right now. Yeah. Because, they're like you said, they're taking Mr. Miracle, they're still using him with um, honor and respect, but they're doing something different, and mm-hmm. it's making everyone take notice. Right. And that is the greatest part about B and C characters, is yes. that you can do that. Uh one of ones that you wanted to talk about uh, is one of my favorites uh, is Renee Montoya. Oh, yep. Renee Montoya starts in the animated series, gets moved into uh, Gotham Central, and then kind of slides her way into the Gotham U. But yeah. she doesn't have a big, powerful thing. She's just a good cop in Gotham City, side to Commissioner Gordon, who himself is a B character, so you could call Renee Montoya almost a C to D character. Sure. She, she slides into... Um, Another manipulation during the fifty-two run, yep, uh, where she takes on the powers of the question. Yes, and and uh, I yes, I wrote on my list the question. Yeah, uh, both versions. I love Renee Montoya, mm-hmm. uh, but then um, I also like um, Vic Sage, the original. Yes, um, question as well. Um, the question he, being Rorschach. <laughs> well, yes, yeah. Uh, the Charlton, the Charlton character was the question, yeah. and they based Rorschach. Rorschach and the Watchmen are based off of Charlton heroes. Right. Um, uh, Night Blue Owl Beetle. is the Blue Beetle. Right. Rorschach is the question, um, and and it goes. You can find yeah. the whole list, but um, the question is kind of going back to what Sean was saying about Daredevil. Daredevil. Um, he's a street level character. He fights crime with a mask and a trench coat and yeah. hat, and <laughs> that's and, and that's it. Uh, he doesn't really have superpowers. He's just a detective who um, uh, who fights crime. And then in the New Fifty Two, he's dying, and he passes on the legacy. And Renee Montoya is an awesome. So it's a really awesome crime story that's mm-hmm. been going on since he was invented in the sixties. But so, you yeah, take I love a B question. character, and you you take a gritty, white, paranoid dude, yeah, and he slips into a Hispanic female lesbian. Yep. And the the character itself doesn't change one bit. It's still it, the it's yeah. still the question, and it's still and and it doesn't cause a ruckus. It doesn't. Nobody's talking about it. It no, just happened, no. and it was awesome. And. No. She falls in love with Batwoman, and they have a relationship, and I was clinging to that relationship for so long. <laughs> uh, and I, that's I just that that kind of writing is fantastic, and you can do that so subtly with your B characters. Yes, that you, you couldn't do that with your A characters because everybody you, loses their mind. Uh, let's talk about Ironheart. <laughs> let's talk about Mighty Thor. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know? Um, all right, yeah, I want. Uh, yes, I love this character that Sean's about to talk about. Let's well, this go. is going to be a bookend character. All right. 
because to me they're extremely similar. Okay. And even though one was done 20 years later, sure. basically. So I, I love Adam Strange. Yeah. Believe yeah. it or not. It's awesome. Adam Strange, the the whole i the, the whole ideology of what sci-fi was in like the fifties, I love that, and yes, a, a lot of things that come out of that are just amazing to me because of what America and what people thought science fiction was back then, it's like going back to read history to me every time I read that kind of stuff because how you know how fantastical everything seemed to yes. everybody with the atomic age and all that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. So. Anything that's kind of tied to that, I usually fall into that. We're talking about like laser beams and fishbowl yeah, like fish helmets. helmets or yeah. jetpacks. <laughs> yeah. And hot, I'm like, you really thought we were going to have all this stuff in like hot, 20 years? What yeah. the hell? Hot women with skirts on the moon. Yeah. They would yeah. pose. <laughs> so it's just the ideas of what everybody thought it was going to be like. And a lot of these characters that that were created then, like Adam Strange, kind of represented that whole entire feeling and time sure, of, of what everybody's ideologies were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the other character that kind of bookends that for me is a Marvel character, Captain okay. Marvel. Oh, yeah. Yes. yeah yes. He's a very similarly built character. Sure. Pretty much ripped off of Adam Strange. Yeah, I mean, he got so. the power of Shazam, <laughs> uh, the Lord Shazam, right? It's good. Wrong guy. What? What? Uh, what? Wrong. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we're talking about the silver and green uh, character who uh, passed along a lot of... I know uh, Captain Marvel is, yes. Yeah. I was... Helping the audience. Died of cancer. He became a cancer story in the, what was it, later? In the 70s, 80s? Something like that, yes. Yeah, I can't remember when Ellie. I think it was... Another character that turned into a woman way early, right? Well, well, they, yeah. They yeah, and the funny thing is now that you now if you try to look up Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. you won't find that Captain Marvel. It, yeah. You have to dig, or you have to know that his name is Marvel, right? Because yeah. Carol Danvers is now everybody associates with Marvel. Captain yeah. Marvel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she started out as Ms. Marvel, mm-hmm. and she's got a totally, you know, yeah, totally whole different whole bunch of changes yeah. she went through to become Captain Marvel. She uh-huh. that took like twenty years in the making for that. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So, but, but just again, the, would, those crazy. Space operatic type awesome. characters I yeah. love. And like Captain Marvel, you wouldn't have Thanos. You wouldn't have so many other characters. I would argue that, that came Guardians, out of him. Guardians, of the Guardians you B. probably wouldn't have that either. Uh, Guardians, was Guardians was like a D. Guardians was way, way down the line. <laughs> Guardi- like, so we've told the story many times, but, but when uh, Sean, our friend Don, and I were three of the ten people who actually bought the comics when they were coming out, when like and Annihilation like, and Guardians yep. and Abnett no one else was reading them. Abnett and Landing were knocking it out of the park with those books. We were trying to get people to read that so hard, they would not listen to Just me. Just didn't care. Did not care one bit. <laughs> even with all your good and ideas. And then the movie so like, was no announced even, and they were the like, people who, oh, this looks terrible. Yeah, even the people who um, who really enjoy, you know, Sean's recommendations. And yeah. go, they told me no. Yeah, they told I was like, him, all I had right. to be one of them at This point. was after. Or okay. this is before you showed up. It was before, right? Yeah, it was before before you start hanging around but it was funny because yeah there were people who were like anything that Sean tells me I'll check it out because I've yeah. never been wrong and you're, and he's like well here's another time and, and they're like nope they're like nope they said a, a ra- raccoon that talks and a Is talking that a tree, tree? I'm, I'm out yep exactly <laughs> I'm yeah, out they, they, Sean I don't know we, what we had it. such a small poll list on that book which is why it's so ridiculously hard to find yes. now they did not print many sell really well they didn't they won't even reprint freaking trades for that they, stuff they and I could sell the hell out of that if they would just uh, they, you finally got Guardians, great. <laughs> right. Pull in some Nova, pull in the the oh, Annihilation yeah, the stuff. Nova stuff was awesome. I too. could sell all of that mm. all the time, and they won't reprint it. It's killing me. It's, it's, it's yeah, killing that is me. Frustrating. Yeah. So, but yeah, when that stuff came out, I mean, those, they were dealers characters. And when the movie got announced, everybody's like, "This is going to be the stupidest movie ever." Oh yeah. This is going to be so dumb. And I was like, "You have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> you have no idea what you're so, talking about." Yeah. Well, Zach, what do you got in there? And this, so this, your pick here is definitely going to be a JSA pick. Like, I know that for sure. Well, he's going to definitely be uh, one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the first one I want to talk about is going to be, um, we've had this conversation many times yes. with, uh, when you talk about the Justice League, and we talk about um, some of the, uh, uh, how my feelings are with the change in this character. Right. But, um... But he 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 went under a go a huge change in the the JSA by was that who who was, what was that run by? Oh, uh, uh, I'm talking about that one. Oh no, I was up. I'm up one. Oh on yeah, no list. this no this one is this one's <laughs> okay. something completely different. Okay, okay. Um, 
I'm talking about Martian Manhunter. Yeah, let's talk about Martian Manhunter. Then. Yes, uh, Mar- that's not JSA. That's just sweet Justice League. That's Justice yes. League, and um, the Martian Martian Manhunter for me um, is the heart of the Justice League of America. Um, yeah. He. Uh, I mean, he wasn't Darwin Cook's New Frontier, so I don't. Know, I wouldn't even consider him a Beale's character personally. Well, I mean, I, I that's would. A, that's a good argument. I would. I would say that he. He should like, be more like popular said, than he is. He's the heart and soul. Yeah, he is the heart and soul of the um, uh, Justice League, and uh, you know, just some quirky little things I really like it, um, that I really enjoy. Uh, his backstory, uh, his he, his city of residence in most of the comics through most of his mm-hmm. uh, run since the '60s has been Denver. Yeah, uh, he was a police um, officer, John Jones here in Denver, uh-huh. uh, so Batman would come to his hometown here, and he'd have an apartment in downtown Denver, and yep, yep. I always thought that stuff was a lot of fun, but um, uh, again, one of my favorite single issues of all time is going to be that Final Crisis Requiem, which right. is which is, yeah, which is the funeral uh-huh. for Martian Manhunter, written by Peter Tomasi. Batman uh, puts the Oreo cookie on his casket. Yeah. Zach, Zach wept like a baby. I, I, I did. <laughs> I really did. Because everyone is mourning and everyone's yeah. doing this whole thing, and then Batman just shows up. Batman doesn't do funerals anyway. Yeah, Batman doesn't do funerals. Batman didn't even say anything. No. Batman just he walked just walks up. up and puts an Oreo cookie on there and then leaves. And then leaves I'm yeah. getting clipped right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, pick up that issue if you ever need to. Uh, if you ever want a tearjerker, it is a great story. It's fantastic. Uh, and uh, but I do. I think. I think you can call him a B character because he seems to be the only one that's always missed when they're doing something big, like in Hollywood. You know, like well, and and, and the movie you you brought it up. You brought it up to me a long time ago, um, a couple months ago now actually. Is that how do I feel about the change from Cyborg to Martian Marsha Manhunter? Right. And and again, I'm old school, uh, and I'm not saying I dislike it. I'm just saying that Cyborg forever for me. Is a Teen Titan, right? Who graduated into the Justice League, which is cool. I have yeah. no problem with that. But he's a Teen Titans member. Well, to me, he was kind of like Kilowog, because no. the Titans would come in and he'd help train them and keep them in line and that right. kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. And then they decided to make him a JLA. Nah, he's like, Justice League. All right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and when they did that, kick his kick Arrow out. And yeah. and when and when they did that, weird. they took away um, uh, Martian Manhunter. Yeah. And Martian Manhunter was invented in the 60s when they brought up the Justice League to be... Um, they couldn't because of the political climate. And he was supposed to be black. He was supposed to be a black right. character. Yes. Um, at least in the, you know, um, in the, uh, you know, trying the depiction of him. Yeah. You know, when he would turn um, into a human form, yeah, he'd he be a black, be black person. Yep. That's why when you hear a lot of animated things with him... He's a black guy. Most of the time he's... he's Absolutely. Yes. In the uh, show, so, the TV show, he's black Exactly, guy. exactly. So, um, and, I, and I've always loved that. So, you know, so that argument that's been made of, oh, well, we want a more diversity. I'm like, just right. make Martian Manhunter... <laughs> Martian Manhunter. Yeah. Who he is. Um, so, so... Uh, I really they miss just him. really like the name Martian Manhunter too. I love, yeah, love. They were probably Manhunter. like, yeah, this is a winner name. I don't care yeah. what he is. We're just <laughs> Whatever, gonna, we're, as long as it's called Martian Manhunter. Yeah, <laughs> I love his. Comics. I love his costume. I love, like I said, I love his heart. Um, one of my favorite episodes of all time of the Justice League animated series uh-huh. is when Martian Manhunter goes to um, Smallville and uh, for Christmas because everyone else right. had something to do, but uh, Superman brings. Um, See, uh, it's getting me emotional right now to even think about this. Um, <laughs> We're going to start doing those videos and make Zach watch all these things and make him cry. Um, when he brings uh, Martian Manhunter to his home yeah. and he's trying to understand what Christmas is about and what's the, the whole thing about it and Superman's trying to explain to him. And then he turns invisible and he walks through the town and he sees what's going on. He eats the cookies, you know, to yeah. make people think that he's there. When he first shows up in Smallville, their cat hates him, you know, because he's a weird alien dude. But then at the very end, um, you know, he realizes that it's about family and it's about uh-huh. belonging. And he sings a song uh, at the end of it to thank everybody. And the cat's sitting there. Come on. Great stuff. I love that. <laughs> it's good stuff. I love, yeah. yeah, I love Martian Manhunter. He's definitely one of my favorites. All right. We're going to do one more. Um, my quick throw out is Alfred from Batman. Uh, I think that he's a B character because of the way you can swing his character. Uh, Alfred's changed so much in his creation to now, 
and he changes almost every era. He's a representation of what fatherhood should look like. I like that sometimes they say he's a medic of a medic. Sometimes he's a black ops. Sometimes sure. he's just the straight up butler. Sure. And I like all of those concepts. Excellent. Uh, That's interesting. Yeah, I think I think he's without him. I think Batman has a a really tough time. One of the best stories ever is in um, Death in the Family. Uh, is Joker's threat to take Alfred and Batman having to process that and how he deals with not having him by his side. I really enjoy. Excellent. All right. Starman. Okay. Okay. Uh, Jamie Robinson, Starman. Yeah, James Robinson, Starman. Okay. Who's a Jack Knight, that version. Fantastic. It was very very much a Vertigo book, but it was very much a really good book. Was that the Starman you were talking about? Uh, no. Oh, okay, okay. This is this is the newest character I've just started to discover. Okay. So. Yeah, Jimmy Robinson's, if you haven't read James Robinson's Starman, it's, yeah, it's, it's really good. freaking awesome. It's yes, one it of those books that came out in the 90s the goggles, right? yes. that, yeah, that yeah. nobody read. Right, yes, yes. It's another one that, like, 20 people read, you know? <laughs> I talk to people now, and the people that have read it just know. Yeah. And they're just like, yeah, that was great. That was a great run. Yeah, I, had to, great. I had to keep that one. I had to go hunt down all the issues I missed. I had to, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like that. Yes, it is. So if you get a chance... Jump on some, jump on some Star love Man it. love. It's a great one. Yeah, that one's not expensive either. I think mm-hmm. the issues on average are cover price or less. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> uh, the 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 Star Man that I had on here is um, I just recently because of metal and because of Scott Snyder. Oh, okay. Uh, Scott Snyder and them they talked about um, loving the um, loving the '90s Star Man, which is going to be Will Payton, mm-hmm. uh, created by Roger Stern and uh, art by Tom Lyle. And recently on um, Comixology and here in store, we have some of the back issues. Um, and so I've you been. You don't need them. So I've been. <laughs> so I've been. You, you don't need them. I've been reading <laughs> this uh, volume of Starman. Yes. Because Scott Snyder said that when he was a kid growing up, he absolutely loved this book. And I love Roger Stern. I love the artwork of Tom Lyle. So I said, let me give it a shot. And it is an awesomely fun. A superhero comic. It is totally up my alley of pure superhero goodness. Uh, what I mean by that is, does it change anything? Does it make you see comic books and how you write a superhero in a different light? No, it does not. It is pure grade A hamburger. It is a great hamburger. You just get an awesome superhero story, awesome artwork, um, and I'm going through the 40-issue run right now, and I'm loving it. So he's my newest B or C list character that I like. Love it. So hopefully while you've listened to us, you've found some characters maybe you didn't know or want to take a journey you may have not heard of before. I think you should dive into these B characters, see yep. see if any iteration of them you like. If it if you don't like it, I think that you should always try to give a new one a shot because there's a good chance that they've changed something and maybe a characteristic you didn't like before has changed and you like it now. Well, if you're on a low-down bummer or something you're reading now, you can always change it out for one of these characters. Absolutely. Or find something else that you appreciate just as much. 100%. I agree. Um, Until next time, go ahead and put on our podcast. I won't be here. Yeah, Sean will not be here for our next podcast. He'll be going to... Ireland. He's It'll not going to be here for two Ireland. of them. I think. Not one. I'll be the. I'll be back. Oh, okay. I come back yeah, the next back Wednesday. Wednesday. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. So he'll be. He'll have an accent when he comes back. I'm going to be wearing a kilt. And Guinness. I might be wearing. That's a kilt. Scotland, my friend. But Either uh, one. It's not Ireland. Either one. But anyway, awesome. <laughs> is he going to be drinking Guinness at least? Oh uh, yes. yes, he will. Be. Okay, good. Yes. <laughs> he'll I'm be an alcoholic. I could probably pee Guinness by the time I come back. It sounds like so. He's going to have the shakes when he gets back. Sure. Um, so. We encourage you to write your favorite B characters on our comment section so we can see and talk about And if you yourselves. guys want to check some of these out, definitely talk to uh, many of us and we yes. can help uh, get you, you know, trades or comics or whatever you need. So. Sounds good. Well, until next time, we'll see you then. All right. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. It's been one week since you looked at me. Got your head to the side and said I'm angry. Five days since you laughed at me. Saying get back together, come back and see me. Three days since the living room. I realized it's all my fault but couldn't tell you. Yesterday, you'd forgiven me. But it'll still be two days till I say I'm sorry. Cold and now I want to hoodwink. Does it make you stop? Think. You'll think you're looking at Aquaman. I summon fish to the dish. Although I like the shally Swiss, I like the sushi. Cause it's never touch a frying pan. Hot like wasabi when I bust rhymes. Big like Leanne rhymes. Because I'm all about value. Third campers got the mad hits. You try to match wits. You try to hold me but I bust through. Gonna make a break and take a pick out like a stink and they can shake out like vanilla. It's the finest of the flavors. Gonna see the jokers and you'll know the vertigo is gonna go. Cause it's so dangerous you'll have to sign a waiver. How can I help it if I think you're funny when you're mad? Trying hard not to smile though I feel bad. I'm the kind of guy who laughs at a funeral. Can't understand what I mean. Well you soon will. I have a tendency to wear my mind.
my sleeve I have a history of taking off my shirt It's been one week since you looked at me Threw your arms in the air and said you're crazy Five days since you tackled me I still got the red burns on both my knees It's been three days since the afternoon You realize it's not my fault, not only too soon Yesterday you've forgiven me